0: Hello and welcome to episode four of A Vague Idea. This is a pseudo-game show podcast hosted by me, Nate Regolia. Takes place live at the historic Irish Snug in Denver, Colorado. It is a dreary, cold day where rain will turn to snow as we do this very show. Uh, Today we have two special guests in addition to usual guest John Perros. Hey John, how you doing? Oh,
1: great. How are you doing?
0: I'm well, John. Thank (laughs) thank you for asking. Uh, Our our two guests today are Courtney Law. She's laughing right now. Uh, She works for Denver City Government, and she has a deep political background, so we'll see if she's tested with any of the topics Mm. tonight. Also joining us is Becca Lipman. She's an educator, quiz host, and scorekeeper, and she's an all-around delightful person. Becca? Hi!
2: Hi, Nate. How's it going? Howdy.
0: All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, unfortunately, no Shannon again. Shan fans, it's, it's not looking good. Uh, <laughs> on her recent trip to Egypt, we believe she might have been stricken with the mummy's curse, uh, but we'll find out what happens in the next couple of days. Uh, also, we have a special rule break this week, because last week, guest Bryce Mayuro uh, did some fibbing on a topic about the DIY punk ethic, and although he owned <laughs> up to it, he lost a point. So, new rule. For a vague idea i'm going to be paying better attention so if you lie you are going to lose a point point. and if another player can call you out on your lie you will get a point for nice. calling them out and that player will be disqualified for the question
3: it's like the one time in my life where being a know-it-all actually helps
0: perfect yeah which hopefully you're not you're telling the truth about being a know-it-all because if you're lying and one of us figures it out oh becca you're gonna be in trouble uh, also, we, uh, I noticed that we didn't really name whatever the thing is that we win at the end of this after week one. Um, so I got a, a submission from Rex Roberts. Uh, he may be on the show at some point. So this week, the winner will receive the Victor's Chalice of Shirley <laughs> Affirmative Rogers. Get excited. <laughs> what
2: the hell does that mean?
0: It means you win. <laughs> that's, that's all it has to mean. Great. And uh, if you want to name an upcoming trophy... For uh, a future episode, tweet your suggestion at me, at Nate Regolia. And if your suggestion sucks or is mean or has Nazi and/or uh, nationalist propaganda <laughs> in it, I won't be uh, adding it to the show. So uh, feel free, I guess. But you know, why why waste the characters? You know. Um, so you guys understand how the game works. We're gonna go through a list of topics. Mm-hmm. There are uh, ten topics. Uh, after a little rock paper scissors the person who chooses the first topic will have first choice to say whether they know it, they kind of get it, or they only have a vague idea. At which point, uh, that person will say, will go around, uh, everybody will say how much they think they know, and then the first person will uh, give us a description of their information, and if you can add to it, you will get points for adding, and then whoever uh, provides the most information will win a point, and we'll move on to the next round. So, uh, is everybody ready to play? Does this sound good? i ready. Yeah? John? Yeah, let's do it. All right, John. Great. I love the enthusiasm. Okay. Let's rock, paper, sit, uh, wait. Let's shimbow. So we're going to go one, two, three, shoot.
3: Okay, there's three of us, though, so.
0: So two of you ideally will win.
3: Okay.
0: But you're going to just do it. It's going to be fine. One, two, three, shoot. One,
3: two, three, shoot! Okay, okay
0: so I lose. Beck is <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. All right, Courtney versus John to see who goes first. One, two, three, shoot! One, two, three, shoot! <laughs> Rocks. Okay, okay, Courtney wins. Courtney's sticking
3: it with the rock.
0: <gasps> Claw. That's Courtney's nickname. <laughs> Claw. What? What? What number do you pick? One through ten.
2: Six.
0: Six. Okay. Now I just have to count. Oh, hey, six is a fun one. All right. Today, hold on. The rest of them are five. No, the rest are <laughs> done. After the,
1: six, I'm out. It's all
2: downhill.
0: The rest are horrible. Uh, uh, today is Gavin Rossdale's birthday. The day that we're recording this, not the day that it's being released. And uh, so this question is a little unique. So uh, you you need to name four songs by the band Bush. Okay. Now uh, you can say that you. Definitely know four songs by the band Bush, or you can say that you kind of get it. So, it may, so I'll give you like two to three, or you only have a vague idea, and maybe you can name one. All right.
2: I have a vague idea. I can I can name the big album.
0: Okay, v- vague idea on that, Becca. Uh,
2: vague
3: idea, can, yeah. Vague I had, idea about four I songs had, I owned by a Bush, Bush album Bush. when I was twelve.
0: But well, <laughs> I mean yeah, that's <laughs> kind of where we're all coming from. Okay. So I saw them it, when I
2: was fourteen. Yeah,
1: John, what do you no, say? I, I could probably name a few of. them.
0: You think you can name four songs? That's how you accomplish this one. It's a little different than usual, but you yeah, know. it might be doable.
3: They have like one hit. Doable? Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> I, I'd say yeah. I guess I say I have a vague idea. Okay. okay well, then we're just gonna we'll start with Courtney. Courtney, give us as many Bush songs as you can name. I only
2: remember the album name. It was called Razorblade Suitcase.
0: Okay. That's it. That uh, unfortunately, that's not, gonna, that's not gonna do it. <laughs> no title you, you track. Won't, you won't win a point this time. Okay. Uh, well, I should check. I'm gonna check on that. Quick, quick break here. Razorblade suitcase. I'm trying to remember.
3: The it does
0: not have a titular track. Okay. I'm sorry, Quartz.
3: Okay,
0: Okay, Becca, you're so, up. So
3: I know the album was called 16 Stone.
0: Okay, great.
3: I don't remember anything that was on the album.
0: Okay. Is That's there a titular, track. is
3: there a title track uh, on the album?
0: I'm going to find <laughs> out if there Stone. is. This is going to be... <laughs> Man, I really thought we, this was going to be easier. We actually eat deep blue at the table. <laughs> <laughs> the the chess-playing uh, IBM robot? Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I that, mean, mean that would be fun. I mean, like No
2: Doubt or something, I, I, know. I would feel a lot yeah, like, about that. know.
3: Yeah, like when it. you said Gavin Rosedale, I was like, I know some facts about Gavin Rosedale, but I
2: cannot remember <laughs> hey, anything about Bush. He has brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> he,
0: was Look, a bit, was he was married to
2: Gwen Stefani. He was married to Gwen Stefani. <laughs> they have children. Yeah. Those 1998 much... was a big year. Sixteen
0: Stone is not a. a it's not a song either, But it is the. Al- it
2: is the album title. That is correct. Okay, yeah, so you I'm guys
0: are tied for <laughs> having an album <laughs> title. Nothing. We're tied at zero. John, <laughs> can you name any Bush songs? Um, What's, that big? What's the big hit that they had? Yeah, I think Glycerine was one of them. Great, Glycerine is a song. Um, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Machine Head. Machine Head is also a song. Um, <laughs> look at you. It was like, uh, Come Down or something. Like yes, Come Down is also a song going my struggle to find a fourth one though um... there's only one other that I would know off the top of my head and it comes from I think a couple albums in the future yeah
1: I think 16 stone was the only one I was ever into
0: Okay. Uh, the, the other track I had in mind was, there's a song called The Chemicals Between Us mm. that was like, uh, oh, I, I mean, in the, in the yeah. uh, metal bro era of music. <laughs> when it, it, I, I'm pretty sure The Chemicals Between Us was on the soundtrack for American Werewolf in Paris, if anybody remembers that movie. Did not um, see that movie. All right, so John, you, you win a point for completing the majority of the task. Now, we're going to do something extra special, which is there is a bonus point on the table for anyone who can sing the chorus to one of the Bush songs. Now you can pass if you want. I th- This was actually really crafted for Shannon. It's unfortunate that she's not here because <laughs> I know she be like, oh. Wait, you're making questions so that certain
2: participants will win them?
0: Not to have an advantage, but knowing that Shannon would sing, given that uh, she and I have a background of having had sing-offs at trivia at the Rio okay. uh, mm-hmm. in the past. There's so, a lot
3: of things I could sing. Glycerin is not one of them.
0: Okay. No, no. T- all right. You know what? Uh, let's I'm see. i out of principle. <laughs> okay. Well, hey. You're John, willing to lose at this point. John, though. you still get a point. <laughs> and that puts you up 1-0. 1-0-0. 1-0-0. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, Unless it could you, be 0-1-0 like, or 0-0-1-2. Zero, zero, uh, John, 1 through 9, what do you got? Um. Let's do the first one. The first one. Okay, this is this is something that everybody should be aware of because it's in the news today. You're welcome. The question is, John, do you know? Do you kinda get? Or do you only have a vague idea about the 14th Amendment to the Constitution?
1: Oh yeah. Um it was in the news yesterday. <laughs> I think Trump wanted to repeal the
0: Fourteenth Amendment. I don't know. I don't even have a vague idea. No, you don't even have I a vague idea. Remember. I mean, that was a vague idea. Yeah, you, you, you started something. it off. Yeah. <laughs> you knew
3: that Trump had something that to. On wanted the outside,
0: do. chance that Courtney doesn't know. And oh, Becca oh, oh, doesn't oh. Know.
1: I've got a vague idea. Okay, you okay. got a
0: vague idea, yeah, Courtney. I kind of know. You kind of know, kind of know. Right? I know. You definitely know. Oh, definitely. Okay. Res- Stakes are recite high. It. John, your vague idea is um,
1: the Fourteenth Amendment had to do with uh, with born citizenship, mm-hmm. and, and I guess Trump doesn't think that's a good idea. Where's he from anyway? Like flinging this Kenya stuff around? Like
2: yeah.
3: His his mom was uh, Scottish. And she immigrated, and there's questions about whether that was legal at the time. Like, there's some, some weird... If only it meant something. And then, and then his father was German. But he that seems to be pretty... It's unfortunate it's that these things
0: don't seem to matter too much. Right. So we've got a great vague idea from John. Courtney... You said yeah. you kind of get it, so what can you add to what John said? There's
2: um, an equal protection clause in the 14th Amendment that, uh, that has been used pretty regularly to defend um, civil rights issues or civil rights abuses. It's been, I believe it was a main argument used to um, allow for gay marriage to happen. Uh, people are entitled to equal protection under the law. Um, uh, Trump's this week thing I believe as a distraction to the election, it appears on its face to be like extremely illegal, but is to revoke um, citizenship for uh, certain kids that were born here whose parents are like foreign born. born right. Yeah. So to
3: and add, can you add, well, to it? add to that, he's talking specifically about. Um, revoking citizenship from people who are who have babies who are in the country illegally and so the justification behind it is that um, like in the 14th amendment it says people that are nat- naturally born and under the jurisdiction of the United States and so the argument that's being thrown around and it's been thrown around in some like pretty right-wing crazy crazy conspiracy f- circles for a while hey, that's where we live yeah um, is that because people that are here illegally are not under the jurisdiction of the United States, then therefore the babies that are born are not naturally born in the United States. So like the under the jurisdiction clause was specifically about people that are born on um, Indian reservations because they're under the jurisdiction of mm-hmm. the Indian reservation and also like foreign diplomats they're also not under the jurisdiction so like if I'm the French ambassador and my and I have a baby in the United States that baby is not automatically an American citizen or
0: entitled or to entitled citizenship. to citizenship yeah. even though
3: they were born here and so that's where that this argument is coming from it's pretty much bullshit like
0: so so he, here's a question I have, and this was really great. John, you're gonna get half a point. Courtney, you get a point. Becky, you get one and a half points. Uh, everybody write your points down, because I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually going to. So John's at one and a half. <laughs> Courtney's at one.
3: Yeah, I did a lot of reading about that today, because it was in the news a lot today. today.
0: Um, so my uh, here's my question, because I, I actually, I, I, I can't really add anything. You guys all hit it. Um, if these if people who are here illegally aren't under the jurisdiction of the united states are they therefore allowed to do whatever they want as well i mean to to say on one hand that we we don't
2: don't think it works
0: that way well but to say on one hand that they they're not under our jurisdiction but then to also say oh but you are for the purposes of of deporting you seems seems like a that seems like a pretty weird Mm. catch-22 situation for me and i don't know why you would yeah I don't know why you would think that that was even like the argument you wanted to right. start. It's it's yeah. pretty fucking. I mean, obviously this it's, is it's gross ridiculous and, yeah. and and as Courtney and also, pointed out, it's it's clearly just distraction tactic. And um, it's also
3: been settled in court cases. So there's been um, cases that have been brought against.
2: What does he know
0: about that? I know
3: he knows nothing about that. But there has been there has been Supreme Court cases that have talked about whether or not children born to immigrants whether they're here illegally or not are American citizens and the court has the Supreme Court has said over and over and over again yes they are you're, so, still,
0: you're entitled to it you have to you have to give up citizenship in another country to take it here yeah. so yeah I mean even if the French ambassador had a kid here uh, they couldn't be dual nationals necessarily. That's
3: not necessarily true. There's well, a lot they, of places you can be you dual citizens. Could,
0: but yeah, I mean, I know. You're, you're still you're I know still lots in a of dual citizens. but you're still in kind of a, a you're in a choice yeah. situation. Well, that hey, wonderful work everybody. That was <laughs> that was really good. Um, John, did we go around in a circle last time, or did we go to the person who I got the won most the points. question?
1: I think it makes sense to have
3: yeah. go back.
0: Okay, Becca, one through eight
1: for
3: uh,
0: number four. Number four. four. Oh, this one's fun too. Hey, guess what? I actually picked all fun ones, fun this week, ones. <laughs> and mostly things that I already kind of know about. Okay. <laughs> Becca, do you know about? Do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea about Murphy Brown and Dan Quayle?
3: I kind of, I kind of, I kind of get. Kind
0: of get it? Yeah. John? Uh,
1: I don't even have a vague
0: idea. Okay, so you're, you're stepping yeah, back I, from this I, one? I John's out answer. of this question. I think
2: I got you this. You got it? I think yeah. so, You know yeah. it? I think so.
0: Okay. Okay. That could begin, and well, we'll see if Courtney can add anything. I
3: remember when I was a kid, Murphy. there was a big scandal on Murphy Brown, and this was like a show that my parents watched every week. And that she got pregnant on the TV show. I don't think Candace Bergen was actually pregnant. I think just the character was Mm -hmm. pregnant. And and it was decided, like, in the reality of the show, that she got pregnant through some means, but did not have any relationship with the father, and that she was going to have the baby and, like, raise it on her own. And Dan Quayle, like, freaked out and called her immoral and like yeah so yeah that's that's basically
2: what i know about it all right i, mean, I don't know i mean, don't know if there's any more than that yeah i could name maybe some extra characters <laughs> um i'm pretty sure that it was like her house painter who lived there who was the dad
0: oh oh what was his it turned, name it
2: turned out to be eli yeah. ethan or something i don't know
0: the, right. He was the that guy that started different. the. He was the guy that started the wearing overalls. Yeah. <laughs> He's the mm-hmm. guy that started the wearing overalls on yeah. just one just one that style. But
2: yeah, I mean, it, it just became like a talking point because this is when the Conservative Coalition or Rainbow Coalition or whatever was happening in the 80s that was all about family values. Rainbow uh, Coalition is different. <laughs> it's Conservative Coalition and Rainbow Coalition is like the opposite. It's because it's not. Uh, you may not I want to pick know. a fight with Courtney I don't about know. stuff. I don't know if that's right, actually. I feel like they might have called themselves that. Because the, the thought the Jesse... Um,
0: Keeping in mind that the No on Prop 112 signs are brought to you by uh, energy, environment, yeah. and oh, right. uh, health for Colorado. And maybe may so, remembering,
2: but I remember being like... I remember reading about it. Because like, I was just like, a little kid when yeah. that was happening, but being like, that's weird that they're using that insignia. But maybe yeah. I like... Transpose some things in my head, but it was just used as a talking point for right. like single mothers have no place being on television, basically. And, and this yeah. and this
0: follows the fact that mm-hmm. George H. W. Bush took shots at the Simpsons like during his campaign, saying yeah. that more families need to be like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. Which, uh, if you haven't watched the CNN 90s documentary that's on Netflix, check it out. It's great. And then uh, like
2: and then there was. Tipper Gore kind of sort of followed suit with like what was in music and movies, video and video game games, violence, and yeah. like there was just sort of like a, an assault on on how we consumed media and what was shown oh, to yeah. us, even though it was fictional
0: uh, for a long time.
2: And now we're right. so far past that. Yeah, thank yeah. thank
0: God all of that stuff is over, and <laughs> we're just letting people be the way they want to be right. and not hurt each yeah. other and letting it all just be cool. Yeah. Um,
3: I just re- I remember like the first the first gay kiss on TV too and how everybody like freaked mm-hmm. out about it and it's
0: like was that, it's that was on was that on Roseanne Roseanne that was but, uh, yeah. Muriel Hemingway and Sandra Bernhardt uh, yeah. maybe. Sandra Bernhardt yeah. Yeah. That, that should a be a special
2: place in my heart that, that'll
0: <laughs> yeah. be a that, that might be a topic yeah. for a future episode <laughs> yeah. if you guys are if you guys come back <laughs> and you remember you, you'll have a you leg up, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well okay hey great tingly you, feelings the,
2: when I was little watching that Becca and Courtney get a
0: point so, uh, score now, John has one and a half, Courtney has two, Becca has two and a half, and uh, since you tied, we're gonna Thanks go to Courtney, Courtney. for the, for the uh, next topic. Courtney, one through seven? Three. Three! Okay. Number three, Courtney, how, uh, do you know about, do you kinda get, uh, or do you only have a vague idea about the idiom, a pig in a poke?
2: <laughs> I don't know shit about it. <laughs>
0: You, you, I mean, you can you could try to be yes, and if nobody calls you out, uh, I, you know, it's, it's always possible. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
2: Um.
0: am going to your way for you. Uh, Jameson. I really don't,
2: don't know. No, I'm
0: good. Thanks. You don't know? I don't. Okay. No one I a pig think. and a poke. Becca? No
2: do you idea. know about the
0: idiom a pig and a poke?
3: No.
0: Okay. John, John, what do you got? Anything about a pig and a poke? Um... No, I don't have a Ah Oh, well, crap. Okay. well, Give th- us another idiom. This will be...
3: Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of other idioms. This obscure. Nope.
0: Uh, everybody gets a point because I, I clearly uh, kind of overestimated the popularity of idiom uh, <laughs> knowledge-seeking. So, uh, John is two and a half, Courtney's at three, Becca's at three and a half. I don't
2: feel so like I deserve can you tell that us? point. Yeah, yet. I don't deserve yeah, yeah, that point. I'm, I'm about can to can tell you. No about?
0: points is probably fine. Well, I'm yeah. about I'm to all tell you. Get one. Well,
2: yeah. like egg? a bullshitting phrase? Uh,
0: so, here's here's how a pig and a poke works. So, uh, <laughs> a pig and a poke refers to a confidence trick that originated in the late Middle Ages when meat was really scarce. So, like, uh, you're basically someone selling you a pig in a bag. A poke is a bag. So, somebody's okay. like, hey, buy this bag of pig meat. I swear it's pig. What it's meat.
2: like rat meat or something. Yeah, or
0: it worse. It's like right? it rat meat. It could be it, it <laughs> could be cat or dog, which was the likely option. Yeah, I see that too. Uh, The French idiom for it is acheter un chat en poche, which is basically the same thing. It's cat in a bag. You're you're yeah, you're, you're gonna buy a cat in a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just about how uh, you know uh, you're gonna get sold a, a bill of. Uh, ill goods or, or it's also kind of like, like that. what are you asking
1: for at this point like yeah like given current situation you're asking for meat but there's no meat to be had yeah and like you don't have enough money for meat anyway so you're gonna so go, you don't
0: really think this poke is gonna be full of meat yeah. cause come on
3: it, like it who's, just
1: who's really fooling who. I feel
3: like it reminds me of like one dollar scoop uh, Chinese places, like the joke oh. about them having oh, yeah, rat and okay. cat mm-hmm. meat instead of, because it's like how could they po- like, how could they possibly be surviving if they're if it's one dollar for all, it's like I, they have to be getting that meat from somewhere. They
1: always start with like two three scoops for a dollar, and then like they end like right before they're closing like one scoop
0: one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you guys remember poking on Facebook? That was that was fun. Do you remember when social media wasn't a, a just a, a cesspool of a horrible darkness? hellscape? Yeah, Yeah, hellscapes yeah. a good word. Wasn't that nice? Was that nice? It was
2: when? all right. I've said some things on social media that I regret. Oh, sh- oh because it was I, we allowed. All it was given to me as a college student.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were all... Uh, and then
2: parents got on it.
0: It was foisted upon us <laughs> as, as a novelty, and it has since become a tool and a, uh, yeah. an alternate reality simulator that is uh, more dangerous than the real reality. Wow. Um, well, hey, great job, everybody. <laughs> we're going to move on.
2: I'm not we, we're, we're
0: moving on to round five. Uh, John, pick a number. Um. One through Six. Let's do the first one. The first one. Okay. (laughs) This this one could be tough, but maybe you guys read read BBC last week. Uh, uh, John, do you know about, kind of get, or only have a vague idea when it comes to Curtis Bout's airtight dome experiment? (laughs) Courtney just gestured as violently as possible at how impossibly stupid my question was. I don't know so, what you're talking about. I'm guessing that this I read the news am guessing that this <laughs> yeah. won't go
1: well, but, but
0: let's just see what happens. I
1: don't know. I'm definitely gesturing the crook guy. I can't do
0: yeah. anything. Okay.
3: I don't know, uh, I don't know either. Okay. I'm, I, I'm well, in the same boat. We got nothing for
0: you. are both. you're all going to not get a point, but okay. acknowledge that I lost a point even though I don't well, have we any points. did get a point for the last one. You did. You got a point <laughs> no, for the last
2: the one. This is very
0: arbitrary
2: so, at okay. this point. Well, that's, that's, that's how the game is played.
0: So here's the thing. Cur- Curtis Bouts airtight dome experiment. This guy in Canada set up a greenhouse enclosure with the purpose of trying to demonstrate how uh, plant life translates into oxygen and carbon dioxide processing right so his thing was is he was gonna go live in this like five foot by five foot greenhouse only with plants for like I think he wanted to do it for three days or something.
2: But there was um, too, too much carbon dioxide.
0: Unfortunately <laughs> the problem was uh, it, he was trying to prove, ba- hey, look, like uh, it matters how many plants we have on the Earth because they do this and they keep, they will keep me alive, literally within this box, in a very David Blaine esque science experiment. It turned out that it was too cloudy uh, wherever he was in Canada, so they didn't, so they weren't photosynthesizing as much and therefore not producing as much oxygen. So he bowed out after like twelve hours. But I thought it was kind of a cute, Got noble out he thing. fainted,
2: right. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Did he pass out? Yes. It sounds like he did.
0: I mean, he I, I didn't read anything about him passing out specifically, but yeah, you know. know. Bowed out as you for fainting. For, for <laughs> fainting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, hey, great job,
2: everybody. <laughs> I don't know if this was true or not, but I remember reading, speaking of late 90s mu- popular musicians, because uh-huh. I, when I was in early high school, I was a Sarah McLaughlin fan. Oh, sure. That's so embarrassing hey. to admit, but it no.
0: is. No. Uh, what's we that one? We were what we were, um, you
2: know? What's that so one? Take Your Breath Away song? <laughs> yeah, Is it called
0: Breathless? Actually. I can only think of the, the Angel. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: The, 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 the one with, with the, all the poor puppies. Being the, like, sort of shoegazing, sort of, like, you know, personality type or whatever, like, lock herself in a room of candles and then, like, passed out after a little bit to, like, write songs. But, oh, Sarah oh, McLaughlin oh. did? Yeah, I, re- I read that somewhere. I don't, I don't know if it was true, but... Because, oh, wow. Because, yeah. yeah
3: up oxygen, too. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: what it reminded me of. It's funny. Lilith th- Unfair. You should
3: fact
0: check <laughs> um, that. Yeah, maybe for another episode. Yeah. I think we're fine.
3: Sarah <laughs> <laughs> uh, McLachlan will be a topic so, so, next time. So,
0: Courtney, it's, it's your turn to pick, and we've got five remaining topics, so you can pick five. any of those numbers. Five. Great. Okay. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll know about this one. Maybe you won't. I don't know. It's, this one's really interesting, especially given our, especially (laughs) given our proximity to Halloween. Uh, Claw. Do you know, do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea, about (laughs) alewives? What? It was an occupation. Alewives. This is a history, this is a history topic. Sure, I'll
2: bullshit this one.
0: You're gonna bullshit Mm it. Well, it's... I mean, you probably shouldn't have said that. You yes. didn't, you're definitely not going to get any points. So I, I, I very specifically well, I just, know what it's about. It's, just,
2: it's going quicker than I expected because we collectively don't seem to know a lot about the topics selected. So hey, if I need to fill the airtime with talking about having, maidens ha- bringing beer to their husbands in the bar or something, then I'll do that.
0: Okay, well, great. So we're going to get some erotic fan fiction from Courtney in a minute. <laughs> Becca, how, uh, uh,
3: how
0: where, where do you like sit on AleWise?
3: I feel. I mean, I feel like I've heard the term before, okay. so I'm gonna say I have a vague idea, but I don't actually okay, know Okay, great. It is. John,
1: John, alewives, uh, the St. Polly girl. I don't know. That's, that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> you're,
3: going,
0: you're going literally yeah, with that's okay. Variation <laughs> of her. <I> <laughs> <gonna be. laughs> one, one titular alewife. Um, okay, well, uh, Courtney, let's let's hear what you got. Uh, you might you might end up close. I don't know. <laughs> I it's it's. Something that I I did some reading about, and it is both uh, very interesting and entirely possible to uh, fiction your way into if if you're on the right path, so.
2: I mean, I'm just sort of taking it at face value, so I'm like, oh, so these women's husbands were, like, inebriated at a bar and they needed to have beer brought to them because they couldn't order it themselves anymore.
0: I look, what I and love about it is wives that you're, are too
2: accommodating and we're we're past that hopefully now as a gender, but well let's
0: who knows. let's let's talk about uh, uh subverting the patriarchy real quick since since we're trying to fill some airtime. Uh so yeah, uh to to not be an alewife wife would be a way to subvert the, the patriarchy, as far as what yes. you're saying. Yeah right
2: yeah, okay the, yeah they put their foot
0: down and were like they're like no
2: Fuck you, you're too drunk.
0: It's like newsies they're like nope we're done we're yes. gonna sing instead it's <laughs> <holding> <laughs> <the> <laughs> you're not paying us.
2: stopping the, the work on the factory yeah All no right. more beers
0: Well uh, that's not right so no <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becca what do you got <laughs>
2: Crap.
3: Uh, Let's see um, again I've heard the term but I can't think I'm gonna I, I feel like it definitely has something to do with alcohol. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say that, <laughs> and, um, that these are women. And so. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of hemming and hawing here. Um, I'm going to say, so, like, because there's lots of, like, puritanical laws, and so uh, these would be people who would. Yeah, I'm not sure. Get alcohol for men for some for some reason. I have no idea. I no. I'm done. I have no They're, idea.
1: Are they brewers? Like, are they actual? Are brewers? brewers?
3: Okay.
0: Oh, so John. John's got himself John's half a point for for getting for getting to the brewers part. Okay. What, do you have anything you know, else? Like, you know. any other thoughts? It's a really cool thing. And I am very excited to tell you all about it.
1: Yes. Well, but we'll just, go, just go ahead.
0: All right, well John, you're going to get half a point because yes. you because you got to Brewers. So okay. that puts you at 3 points. Uh, so here's the thing. Alewives uh comes from the, the Middle Ages. It's like so a midwife but for beer. Yeah. I mean, that's someone what has to say. Someone has to deliver the beer. No, no, no. No. I think John. I think he, yeah,
3: I think he wins this John, one. John's
0: not correct though about that. So in the Middle Ages uh, you couldn't drink water because we right. pissed and shit everywhere, mm-hmm. mostly in our in our drinking water sources, mm-hmm. and so pretty much everybody drank beer because mm-hmm. they didn't realize that it was the boiling aspect of the beer brewing process that it was purifying it. the thing. Okay. So okay, so then bum bum bum, the Black Plague hits, and you know a huge portion of the population dies, mm-hmm. and so these women rise up who are capable of brewing beer, and, and they begin beer opening with the dead bodies. <laughs> That's gross, and no. <laughs> but they, they, they start businesses as women because there are tons of families who need someone to brew beer for them, and lots of the women and, and, and men have died. So these women start ale houses, and they become coined the alewives, and then what uh, turns out coming from it is the contemporary idea of the witch, because the alewife would wear a large pointed hat to Be noticeable to people to know where to go get the beer, Whoa. and she was always standing over the a boiling blue. cauldron. Like a cauldron. Wow.
1: Yeah. On That's a side amazing. note, I spent the weekend. And then they turned on them and
0: turned them into witches yes. and no them at the stake. Yep, no right. because, the, be church, because yeah. the church did not like <laughs> matriarchal activity in their patriarchy. Bastards. And there you go. Bastards. But, but
2: if women and men were dying, why were, why women were they taking up yeah. the mantle of brewing beer?
0: Uh, well because it was a sort of skill that was passed down so if you were the daughter of a guy who could brew beer you knew how and thus you became an alewife
3: Uh, but your brother died yeah right (laughs) because their last
0: name is Brewer (laughs) <laughs> Look, let, let's be honest. Like, men probably do a lot of stupid shit, especially when it comes to infectious diseases. So I'm assuming a lot of men were, like, making out with rats and, like, trying to have sex with rats and thus getting yeah. the plague at a higher rate than the women were. All curi- I know is I'm that... Now I'm
3: curious about whether that, that's true or not, whether men got a plague at the higher rate.
0: I can only imagine. Like, come on. Uh, Well, bravery and courage are things that, you know, (laughs) run run in and, you know, yeah, it's it's all very stupid. So slight Um,
3: side note, I was in Austin, Texas this weekend, and they had a boil water notice, which meant that you couldn't drink any tap water. And so I was there for geeks who drink trivia conference, because that's a thing. So all I did was drink beer. Like, like uh, There was like 200 people and none of us had any water <laughs> We <We're laughs> live living, living the ill-wife life dream Except without with, the I mean with bottled water so And the persecution
0: and, yeah, yeah. the persecution and stuff Yeah, and the persecution And the plague Hopefully not the plague I just <laughs> got home yesterday
3: and don't have the plague as far as I know
0: You sound great So, I mean, unless yeah. there's a lot of pustules happening yeah. <laughs> under the cardigan We're doing fine um, Well, hey, great John, you well, know you, thank you for got...
2: educating me that, yeah, I I, I really,
0: I just really thought that was a cool topic, and uh, you know, read, read more because it's really interesting <laughs> yeah. how how much of our history is simply women doing jobs well and then being persecuted for doing so. You would yeah.
1: think uh, the, like, uh, that the like that the microbrew culture would co-opt that imagery
0: a little mm-hmm. bit, right? So, yeah, maybe. I'll well, maybe we should so start. Right. Maybe we should start something. Maybe I'll be we'll, an alewife mean, for not Halloween. Us. Like, yeah, maybe not
3: a witch, but an alewife. Damn it!
0: There we go. John, you 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 got a half a point for for getting us to brewing. Okay, okay, John, it's your choice, the one through four. I'll take the first one again. Okay, John, <laughs> do you know about? You kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea about David okay. Schwimmer's Blackpool beer burglary? This is also something in the news recently. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. It's just it's just sort of a goofy thing. But uh, if you don't know, it's. It, there's no harm
1: in it. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know the difference.
0: Okay. Well, I mean then cuz uh, cuz you could have at least probably gotten like a half a point for saying friends. Friends, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Wait, don't be giving our points away over there? I know. There. Oh,
0: you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh Courtney. Vaguely vague idea? Mm -hmm. I know about it. You know about it. Okay, Courtney, let's see, let's see how vague your vague idea is, because you might know as much as Becca knows, and then the point is yours.
2: All I know is that I saw a video, a surveillance video on Twitter from David Schwimmer, of David Schwimmer, like, with, like, something in his arm. I guess it was beer, and he was, like, walking out of the store and looking right at the camera. I don't know why he stole it, or if he actually stole it, but that's... Okay. I, just, That's... I acknowledge that something happened involving David Schwimmer who was a character on Friends yeah. you
0: you have earned half a point Thank for that here, let's, let's okay, bring it home so
3: there was a robbery in England last week or whatever and there was a surveillance video of it and the guy is standing there and he's holding a case of beer and he's looking directly at the camera and he looks just like David Schwimmer like really yeah, looks really like, like David Trimmer, and so David so this got posted and it got shared around like oh my god this guy looks like David Trimmer, and so David Schwimmer then made his own version of it of him oh, in a New York okay. he's in a <laughs> New York bodega mm-hmm. with a very similarly looking case of beer and he's like I have an alibi I'm in New York <laughs> 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 but it looks like you put the picture side by side and it's like man that guy really looks like David Schwimmer yeah. so for his hair is a little longer I think yes. Yeah. But yeah, so David Schwimmer is basically responding on the internet to... Uh,
0: okay, well, that's what I saw, then.
2: Yeah. that's You see the OG one.
0: Well, perfect. Uh, yeah. You're, you're going to get a point for that, Becca. That's going to put you up to four and a half. Um, uh, quick little table talk about the character of Ross on Friends uh, 20-something <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah, uh, Do we have any thoughts? He's
3: so terrible. Douchebag. Yeah, yeah complete yeah. douchebag. I don't
1: watch that
0: shit it's true John really only watched very, PBS Yeah. which is a good thing because you're not exposed to a lot of this crap Friends but, did
3: not hold up
0: very well what I what I find interesting in is like the the, uh, the smart Alec male character was really common in 90s sitcoms and other shows and doesn't hold up well at all because because mm-hmm. they're it, assholes because <laughs> like 80% of the jokes are, are really like misogynist or, or close minded or something mm, yeah.
2: which John Friends was way hotter than True too. Oh yes, well, yeah. So yeah. We're meeting. talking about we're talking yeah. about
0: league situations. I mean, the, don't they end up together in the
2: end? I
0: think so. Yeah, she should yeah. she
3: should ended up with Joey. Although there's a Joey. whole there's problem there's a whole <laughs> other problems with Joey too because like he was not as stupid at the beginning. Like at the beginning of the show, he was always kind of ditzy, and over the course of the ten years, they just made him like stupider and stupider and mm-hmm. stupider. Which is
0: like the Homer Simpson problem. Yeah, right? it's just like okay, a so nimbo. this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A mimbo. Yes. Yeah. Which that's a Seinfeld Yeah. <laughs> it's it's that was
3: pro- the best show like Friends is so problematic because it's like it started out with terrible stereotypes that just got worse. Mm-hmm. You know? Well,
0: yeah.
3: And Phoebe is like the only good human being on the show. Like everyone else is terrible. But she was
2: also dumb. She was dumb was, too. Which was yeah. unfortunate. She didn't need to be in order to be funny, I don't mm-hmm. think, or, or to be likeable. spiritual or
0: whatever, right? Like yeah. they were trying to equate. Yeah lack of intelligence yes. with a flighty spiritualism, which is right. not reasonable either.
2: We were, um, we were, let's see, how do I put this? The 90s were sort of absent of a ton of scandal, at least in comparison to how, what, what the world feels like right now, And I, and I feel like as art always imitates real life, like, it was just sort of a reflection of... <laughs> Us being a little bit lost, <laughs> yeah. or oh, yeah. well, the status or, or just, quo, or celebrating like I don't know. Like, I think the, the '90s of is life. like
0: the like, the '90s feels almost like the pinnacle of the <laughs> navel gazing aspect of American culture. Like we thought that we had done everything, and this yeah. probably comes from that whole you know the end of history statement. And you know, Soviet Union's gone, and suddenly it's like, wow, yeah, we no, won, right. and we're just so fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> look at how great we are. We got to talk about how great we are. Let's make jokes about. It. Let's just let everybody try everything and yeah. see what happens. Hmm. Um, I'll plug that '90s CNN documentary again because it's it. The first two episodes are specifically about television, and it's mm. really, really interesting.
2: It's on uh, Netflix. Or it is. It's awesome. on
0: Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a subscriber, it's free.
2: <laughs> I um, it was marketed to me this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 there's some some good, like, you know, Tom Hanks produces it And they uh, they do some good subversive sort Mm -hmm. of pulls about stuff Talking about the way that uh, the major media companies were all purchased by corporations during that period of time Like, you know, uh, uh, NBC wasn't owned by GE in the 80s It was bought in, like, 1990 And then mm -hmm. suddenly all this stuff changed Anyway, there's a a total digression It
2: was a weird
0: time Uh, Very weird (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, great Becca. There right, are three topics Three
3: left. topics. I'm going to go middle, number two.
0: Number two. Okay. Becca, do you know about, do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea, about the concept of decision fatigue?
3: I think I have a vague idea.
0: Vague idea? John, decision fatigue? Uh, Keeping in mind kind of that familiar. this is a decision, so if, could, if it's exhausting. I could yeah. maybe add something to it. Okay. You, you're going to... A little you, bit more. You're saying you, you kinda, kind of you kind of get it, get it? kind of John kind of gets it Courtney
2: big idea big
0: idea okay let's let's go around okay. Becca, what well, do you got Well
3: I mean okay so I remember reading a book a few years ago about how like when we have too many choices it actually like stresses us out and so and this is something that I personally experienced a lot like I lived overseas for several years and then when I came back and you like stand in the grocery store and there's so many different kinds of cereal. And, like, I remember right when I got back, my mom sent me to the store to buy chicken. And, like, where I had been living, there's like one way to buy chicken. Like, you go to the butcher and you get a chicken. Like, that's it. <laughs> and then I was like, do you want frozen? Do you want fresh? Do you want legs? Do you want thighs? Do you want. And, and it just like stressed me out so much. And I like almost had a meltdown in the middle of Safeway. So, um, I've mostly gotten over that. But. That's kind of the idea that, that, like, when we have too much choice, it actually is harder for us to make a decision. That's kind of, that's what I get. That,
0: I mean, that is correct. It's not actually, that doesn't actually pertain <laughs> to this specific topic. Okay, well then you're I talking, no You're talking about option paralysis, okay. which is another thing that's very prevalent. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you have so many things to choose from, yeah. it, it becomes impossible to choose one. Right. Uh, especially if you don't know how to differentiate uh, between them. Um you're still gonna get half a point for that, because okay. that was that was great. Um, uh, John, def- decision fatigue. Do you, do you yeah. have anything? Um, I, I mean, I was I was
1: kind of going along the lines. Like I heard Malcolm Gladwell had like a story about um, the designer of uh, like sauce, Prego sauce, and how people were kind of getting burnt out on it, and everybody was was choosing you know one brand or the other and they were basically both going after the same market and
3: mm-hmm.
1: um they had this guy come in and design you know different types of sauce so that you know there were different options presented but um i think decision fatigue is like the effect that you know you have um like basically just having too many choices i think like the modern world is like so many choices, as though making choices has like some virtue, like being a decision maker is like valued over like anything else. Mm-hmm. And like people just like, um, like, like you don't have to live life that way, like always you know,
0: <clears throat> analyzing and listening things. So it's uh, not, not exactly either, but I'm gonna give you a, a whole point because I love you. <laughs> courtney uh, decision fatigue
3: (laughs) i know so arbitrary so arbitrary
0: this is this is how the game is played i i divvy out points as i see fit yeah Uh, and sometimes as i see unfit (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: expanding upon what becca said earlier i remember reading that uh there was some there was like a book like a business management self-help kind of book that influenced the former president barack obama in his the good president. Oh, the, good, the good one. <laughs>
0: the, the mostly good president. We'll be we, we The mostly good president.
2: Yeah, but it's all relative. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no, at this point, like extraordinarily good, good. president. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, he would limit the number of decisions from even just like, almost like what he was wearing for the day, uh, so that he could actually have the energy and the like ability to make big Steep policy jobs. Night, decisions yeah. as but, president, yeah. because... Yeah, that's what's required, typically, of a president, right, Um, is to make big decisions. So, uh, in this context, I have to imagine that you're talking about elections, but I don't don't know. Um, But here in Colorado, we had, in Denver, we had a four-page ballot this year. It was a lot. It was like a lot.
0: Yeah. Yours was Um, four pages?
2: I think so six six yeah front and back. like six three pages right. yeah. front and back so six yeah uh, it was an insane number of questions for yeah. state and local and um so many judges it was a lot so many judges it was a lot to contemplate and um i felt i don't know what you mean by decision fatigue but i definitely felt that voting this year <laughs>
0: Claw, you get a point and a half for that, because what you hit on in talking about former President Obama is the the closest thing to where I'm going, which is decision fatigue in psychology refers to the deteriorating quality of decisions you make after you have to make a lot of decisions. So, like President Obama was doing, if you just say, like, I'm just wearing this suit, Mm -hmm. you don't have to make a suit decision. Therefore, by nine in the morning you can make better decisions about other things, because as we have to decide shit all the time, because we have Options, right, so many options, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, we, yeah, we're, we're inundated with way too much stuff to try to decide on or have an opinion about all the time. And the fatigue actually leads to us making worse and worse decisions as time goes on, even even in the short term. Like, through the course of a day, yeah. you'll make a worse decision at 4 o'clock in the afternoon than you did at 8 in the morning if you had to decide between five different kinds of oatmeal just to start your day. Um, so that was... That was great. You guys, you guys did some beautiful Phew. table okay. talk. Let's just do a quick score update. Uh, right now, John, you have four, and Courtney and Becker are tied with five.
3: Oh, okay. So it's
0: getting pretty interesting. Courtney, you get to pick between uh, the last two options.
2: Two. I go with two. You're
0: going with two. Okay. Courtney Law, well, do you know? Do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea about umami?
2: get it. You get it? Yeah.
0: Like, you know it? Or like, you kinda get it? I know it. You know it. Okay, we have a no.
2: I have a vague idea. You have
0: a vague Not idea? Bad. John? Uh... Yeah, I think I know what Okay. Well, uh, Courtney, let's go. Let's see what Nami you got. it
2: is is um, a taste experience, a flavor that isn't normally presented in the list of sour, sweet, bitter, salty. Um, it has probably it is most prevalent in Asian cultures so things like miso are considered and mushrooms are considered like to have an umami flavor because it's very earthy in its qualities
0: yeah you're, you're on you're, you're doing great yeah anything else um, it's my favorite flavor it's it's <laughs> I think it's my favorite flavor it's my too. favorite
2: flavor experience uh, is as umami. a as a big
0: miso fan mm-hmm. Among other things. Mm-hmm. Beck, do you have anything to that you can add to that or, or to or to alter?
3: Yeah, I don't think I really have anything to add. The like I think what comes to my mind when I think about umami and kind of the controversy about it in West in Western society is like M S G and so like mm. what the dangers of MSG are because MSG is like this flavor that a lot that is used in Asian cuisine a lot that is supposed to have like an umami flavor but then like there's backlash against it because of Because
0: some people get sick? Because
3: some people get sick I've or, like, get hot. Sick. never gotten sick, but I mean I guess either. some people do Yeah, but they like, yeah so that's that's the only thing I can add I think.
1: Awesome. John? I mean in its chemical form like MSG is kind of intolerable for a lot of people but um, MSG is like a commonly found like uh, of a lot of flavors. Like, it's a natural flavor. Um, but I was gonna say like it's more like a savory kind of like um, like meatiness like a, like a certain type of mouth feel too like it's not just like a, like a flavor but it's like the way that it feels like. right.
3: Well and that's like with other like bitter in, and sour are both that way too like I would you know you describe bitter and sour more kind of by how they make your mouth feel. Sour like makes you do that puckery thing and
0: you know, so yeah great. Hey, you know, you all did so well that uh through a, a feat of scoring, you're now tied at six. <laughs> all three of you were tied at six. <laughs> <laughs> going into the final round.
2: Oh uh, sorry.
0: This is a travesty.
3: No, I know. But we were tied I don't think he added that much to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think he she was talking about MSG. I mean I was that talking about MSG. Because yeah, after you were yeah, talking
2: okay. about it, but the... Question was, what is umami? Mommy? Mommy. Umami. I think she. I think she. She deserves more points. Okay, I'll give okay. her half my point. Half a right. point from me. No, nice no.
0: Look. Okay. John's gonna get half a point, putting him at five point five. Courtney will be I at mean, six. <laughs> seem like a
2: nice guy. And Decker like will also
0: be unfair. at five point <laughs> five. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes, I
3: think that makes more sense. All right. So you have six. Yeah. We're you now, know, it
0: was it was my fault for trying to rig the game, to make the last round <laughs> a yeah, little more exciting.
2: Don't rig the game, dude. No. And
0: and hey, you yeah. guys did the
1: not exciting going into it. I know.
0: I mean, it's still anybody's makes, game that close. Yeah, that's the way it should go. Um, no, you're right. And, 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 and like, like
1: when yeah, when
2: it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having too much fun
0: with my with my god role as host <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, look, I mean, hey, uh, yeah, maybe we should. um the important thing is that we're all having a good time. I'm ready
2: to um, select the last one.
0: Did you know <laughs> that uh, that umame yeah. is a loan word okay. from the Japanese? Yeah, that, that can way. be translated as pleasant, savory taste. Savory. And, that's and, what I said. You did. Yeah, I know,
1: that's why I tried to give everybody points. Savory. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, the, 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 the neologism was coined in 1908 by Japanese chemist uh, Kikune Ikeda. From the norm, from the nominalization of umai, meaning delicious. So there you go. I love it. That's why it's so delicious, and that's why I, Courtney, you and I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, hey, Courtney, are you are you ready to pick between one and, and one?
2: one? <laughs> You're
0: gonna go with one. Yeah. You sure? Don't give her decision mm-hmm. to yeah, me. Jeez. Yeah, All right.
2: Give a, don't, just make the decision. In
0: the final round, Courtney Law, well, do you know? Do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea? About Fraggle Rock.
2: Oh. vague idea.
0: Vague idea about Fraggle Rock. Becca.
3: I mean, I would say I kind of get it.
0: Kind of get it. John. I'm sure I won't add anything relevant to it. See, <laughs> so you're, always, you're always, this is like your play style is to bow out. Especially in these high pressure situations. Well, you if, are within it's it's striking about the destiny. Order, it's about the order of the play, that, too. That's like, fair, if yeah. If you're at the end yeah. of it, like, like, you can only go up. Do you know, like, yeah, so. I suppose. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not going to close you. We're not going to lock you out just yet. If you have. If something springs to you, uh, Courtney, let's start. Let's start talking about Fraggle Rock.
2: Fraggle Rock was a. 70s cartoon or children's character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> John is. John, who said he didn't <laughs> he know anything about it, is <laughs> shaking his head. Oh. Like judging. one of those you know solar powered bobbleheads. It was
2: worth a shot. <laughs> okay.
0: And it, I passed. Yeah. Pa- Courtney's <laughs> passing. Becca, what do you got?
3: Yeah. um Fraggle Rock was a TV show. Um, it is with Muppets. Um, and it was not on PBS, which for some reason, but it was on like, I want to say it was on like a paid television, like a cable network. But was it from um, the 70s? It was, I, I remember it in the 80s. I think it's an 80s show. It is an 80s yeah, show. Yeah, so it's an 80s show. Yeah. And it, so it was originally, it's a Muppets show. And so it has these Fraggles, which are these little, <laughs> like, Muppet guys that live underground. And they have up, like, up above their their whole, there's a whole society of these little dudes underground. Mm-hmm. And up above them, there is a monster guy and his cat. That bug them all the time. Wait, that was the
2: Smurfs. Oh, yeah. right. The cat is the Smurfs. Yeah.
3: The cat is the Smurfs. You're right. But there was <laughs> a monster guy, that, or the a man. Is it a man? A wizard? A man. It's a was wizard. The Smurfs. An so evil it's a needle man
1: was a Smurfs It's a Muppets
3: ripoff of the Smurfs. Whoop.
1: A little bit, yeah. I mean,
3: <laughs> okay. I
0: suppose it is.
3: Yeah, I just remember, I remember, like, the opening sequence um, in which they're, like, riding around on the train underground and, like... They were, were miners. Fra- yeah, they were minors. Uh-huh. Fra- and they're, like, there's ones hanging from the ceiling and, like, ziplining down. And...
0: They were like underground. I think movies. it was on I think it was on Nickelodeon. Okay, Maybe. there there it was. Which, I mean, See that's I, I why I was cable like I think as a kid, it, so. I did have
3: cable and I remember it being on a cable channel. Like I thought it was either on Disney or Nickelodeon. Because like it it huh. wasn't it was a Muppets show but it wasn't on PBS like Sesame Street. It was so it was like something different okay so that's what I well, John, that's what John, I John can you, can you
0: contribute or add anything to the to the discussion you saying Muppets you mean like Jim Henson Jim
3: Henson yeah it's a Jim Henson production that's, that's addition, what I mean yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when I say Muppets that's what I meant but yeah he added that
0: the uh yeah uh, the Fraggle Rock was a Jim Henson show that that uh oh wait it was on HBO originally
3: oh okay weird see the, yeah we, no we, wonder yeah. I didn't see but it cable it, was cable. Yeah, um, it was paid cable yeah it was paid cable
0: yeah, it took my parents getting divorced before a cable nap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mom and Dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, you guys have been great. Uh, no, been it it premiered in 1983. Eyes. Okay. So the Fraggles are, are a bunch of uh, subterranean, uh, very small. They're probably about, like, I don't know, a, a foot tall, maybe? Uh, little creatures that they live underground. And they live uh, in a, uh, what's, the, what's it called when two organisms kind of... Uh, live off of each other. Symbiotic? Yeah, it's a semi-symbiotic relationship that they have with the doozers, who are these little green construction workers.
3: Oh, well, and the son was, the the son of the king and queen was real stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was stupid and clumsy.
0: He was, and, clumsy, like, and, and he clumsy. was characterized like, oh, cool, 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 yes. you know, very, yeah. uh, great stuff. Um, well,
2: probably inbred or something.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, there's only, what there's what is is there are only three of um <laughs> uh, Yeah, right? So let's see. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I I think everybody did pretty well. You couldn't keep track. I don't catching, think I added much to that. He's yeah. editing. Uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't give. I think I points. I think
3: I added the most to that particular yes. conversation.
2: I guess,
0: like, I know. So, <laughs> you know, but did you outbid her?
3: Oh well, I said I kn- I said I knew. Yeah, she said she knew.
0: So yeah. Uh, so because she had a big idea,
3: and I said I knew. Here's
0: my final tally. It's uh, going to be. John and Courtney tied for second with six points. And Becca wins with six and a half Woo! points. Uh, <laughs> you know, this was a very close game, and uh, and I really thank you all for being here. Be- Becca, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, please uh, take up the mantle of... Where, where did... Where, okay. <laughs> Put on you, you my take crown. A, the, the victor's some chalice, some chalice of Shirley Affirmative Rogers I love is that, yours.
3: I love that we're on the radio, and or the, on sound, and you're still, like, Oh, yeah, no, we're, I'm, still, thing. I'm still <laughs> motioning
0: to hand something over. And uh, so do you have anything to say as the winner of this?
3: Uh, you know, I'd like to um, thank my extensive time spent in the airport this past week for giving me time to read things on the internet <laughs> well <laughs> well-versed <get> well-versed. David Swimmers <laughs> black cool beer burglar. yeah <laughs> um, and my parents for having cable when I was younger
0: <laughs> yeah because they could keep it together yeah. thanks mom and dad <laughs> no no I'm kidding I love you both uh, <laughs> do you have anything to plug Becca
3: um just uh you know some yeah. geeks who drink pub quiz here at the Historic Irish Snug every Tuesday at 8 o'clock and then I also host at the Denver Milk Market at 6.30pm on Sunday I'll get you home by 9 o'clock so you can be ready for your week
0: hot damn if you're in Denver get out there and and see what Becca has to say Courtney uh Thank you so much for being on the show no, for for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope that you'll come back. I would love to. Um we would we would really love to have you. Do you do you have anything to say, anything to plug? Just
2: get turn your fucking ballot in. <laughs> yes,
0: uh, you, you, you you have to hand it in in person now if you're in Colorado. Yeah. The you late. can't mail I mean, it. It's box. Too late. You got the to you got to take it to a drop box. box. And uh, if you're anywhere else, yeah, let's let's all fucking vote. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you don't vote maybe the way I would vote, at least you're participating, and that means a lot. More of that. No, but... John, uh, anything to say? Anything to plug? Uh, just get out and ride your bike. Great, yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be a little wet the next couple of days, but it's also going to be beautiful, like, in a day and a half, right? It'll be 60 right. here in, in Colorado, and then plenty of other places have normal falls where bike riding right now would not be weird. Um, well gosh you know this has been a blast guys yeah, I, know. I really appreciate it thank you so much for being on the, the fourth episode of the show uh, uh, this is a vague idea uh, live from the Irish Snug uh, the signing off the historic Irish Snug John's got it again the historic Irish Snug thank you so much for listening we'll come to you next time alright bye
1: <laughs> bye
3: bye bye bye
0: the Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page and John Perros. If you like this podcast, and you like anime, you should check out my podcast with Sean Grolkowski, called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Space Boy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com.